What's up? Hope you guys are having a great day today. Welcome back for another episode of the Matthew Spazzitti program where we talk about financial freedom and economics. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were joining me here for the very first time today, first and foremost, I want to say thank you. And I would like to ask you guys to take the 10 episode challenge where essentially you go back and you listen to the last 10 episodes. And the reason I ask you to do that is because, and I just think there's a lot of value back there. And also on top of that, you know, I'm going to be referencing things, you know, uh, in previous episodes that you guys simply just aren't going to know about if you don't go back and you listen to the last 10 episodes. You know, a lot. We don't do uh, news or whatever we're talking about. We don't do news, politics, economics. We don't do that in, in a vacuum, right? So if you want to know what we're talking about, you want to be up to date on the show, then go back and listen to the last 10 episodes. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, so today we're not going to really have any articles or anything. You know, I kind of just wanted to talk really about just just what's kind of going on in the world and the craziness of life and and try to hopefully give you guys some uh, uplifting, you know, motivation and things like that. You see, right now, I mean, if you guys are on social media for any length of time, if you're on Twitter, Facebook, Parler, if you're not on Parler, you really need to be, I mean, man, Parler has had a massive influx of people. I created a parlor account not that long ago, and I already got like 50 followers. It's absolutely great. You know, it's a it's a very very new account, mind you. So if you hey, if you want to get in direct contact with me, if you want to, you know, uh, keep in touch with me, then parlor is a great place to go. Go check me out there. But ladies and gentlemen. There is mayhem going around, a lot of anger, a lot of resentment. You know, left-wing progressives and, and Democrats are running around and doing victory laps, victory, you know, celebrations, things like that. And then people that are on the right are saying that the election's not over with and, you know, a, a president hasn't really truly been decided and this isn't over and it just on and it goes on and on and on. And what I really see is just so much anger, so much vitriol. So much just hatred for each other. And I don't know, it bothers me. It really bothers me. Yeah, I think that Trump got cheated out of the election. I think the Democrats cheated more so than they normally do. I think both sides cheat, to be completely fair with you. But I think that the Democrats definitely heavily, heavily cheated. Like, this was a really, really, really big operation, in my opinion. Or the, this was a very, very, I mean, this was more than just the occasional cheating of one person who's unisolated from other people. And this is also, you know, I mean, this was a pretty big amount of cheating. So, ladies and gentlemen, yes, I absolutely agree that that, 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 that did happen. But, and uh, as a result of it, Biden may very well get elected. I don't know. What I know is this, okay? In the end, we're not going to fall into a socialistic state overnight. And I, while things may happen, see, so you see, I've been talking a lot about how I don't really care about what happens in the election. And in reality, you know, you know, I'm not going to focus on, I'm not going to vote and all, and how your votes point. I've been talking a lot about that kind of stuff. Why have I been talking about this stuff? Well, to be completely honest with you, 
the main reason why I've been talking like that is because I recognize that regardless of the present, yes, things are going to happen, things that are going are going to happen to maybe make your life harder and things of that nature, but in the end, it's not going to totally, completely ruin your life, or at least in most cases, it's not going to. I mean, they said that Obama was going to be the end of the country, and while he did some bad things, while he did some stuff like the Affordable Care Act that wasn't really good and, and whatnot, he did a lot of stuff that wasn't good, and yeah, it actually did make it hard for some people, uh, for a lot of people. You know, it raised, you know, ins- health insurance rates and a whole bo- host of other things. But ladies and gentlemen, did it ruin your life? Were you unable to live? No. In fact, most of our lives materially, at least, and, and financially were just unchanged. Most of all of the fear mongering that was going on with regards to Obama and all that kind of stuff, it just wasn't, it didn't really materialize the way that a lot of people were saying that it was. And I think that it may be a similar story with Biden. Now, I don't know the future. You know, I know he's saying he's going to pursue more mask mandates. Um, maybe he will do one on on a national level. I know he was saying that he wanted to do lockdowns. I don't know if he'll do that on the national level either. Um, I see more of the mask mandates coming first. I don't know. I mean, really, Biden is a bought and paid for, you know, moderate, I guess you could say. I I don't really, he's a corporatist. I don't see him as a huge socialist or anything of the sort. But in reality, I, I just, I don't, know if he really would lock down the whole country. He might, he might, or mandatory, mandatory vaccines. That's another thing that people are concerned about. I don't know if he's actually said that he would do any mandatory vaccines. Um, but you know, whether he said it or not, you know, look, president, presidential candidates say a lot of crap. Okay. They say a ton of stuff that in reality is largely unsubstantiated and nothing, any, and absolutely nothing that any of them would actually do. So, I mean, if anything, if you're a Republican, then you know darn well this to be true because, well, quite frankly, this is the the plight of, of many Republicans is that Republican gets an office, they claim they're going to, you know, fix everything, and then nothing ever happens. Nothing gets fixed, nothing at all. And it's, it, it's, very, dis, it's very disheartening. You know, we want to see things get fixed. We want to th- see things work out for the best, but it's difficult when things aren't working out for the best right so hopefully most of that stuff is not going to materialize hopefully a lot of the bad stuff that they're talking about doesn't actually happen but in the end yeah nobody is going to know but here's here's the the point that i really want to make okay First and foremost, I think there are going to be a lot of good things that could still come out of a Biden election. And and no, not anything that Biden's going to do, although I, I, you know, I don't know, but I think that there are some good things that could come out. First and foremost, you know, when Trump was elected, a lot of the states, any kind of law that came out that the that left-leaning states or cities didn't like, they could always nullify, right? And now if Biden was to get elected, especially if he gets elected in this way where it's very 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 sketchy at best, in reality, I think that th- that opens up the the dialogue for talking about nullification, for talking about secession, things of that nature. Now, if you guys aren't interested in the ideas of secession, then you're probably not going to like that one, okay? But I think that it's absurd to have a government that rules over so many different cultures, so many different people. Even in the United States, there's different cultures. There's tons of people. I'm not talking about cultures that are not, you know, original to the United States. I mean, the United States has so many cultures. I mean, the culture that's up north in New York City is very different from the culture that's down south in, I don't know, Kansas City. There's all these different cultures and things of that nature. I think it's absurd and wrong 
for one government to rule over it all. You know, I think it creates a lot of instability. I think it creates a lot of problems. You know, just because one law is enacted and people in California may agree with said law doesn't mean everyone else is going to. There's a lot of laws that, that California has that very few people agree with, right? I mean, <laughs> California's crazy. They got so, tons of laws that, that are destroying the economic framework of, of California, just absolutely destroying jobs and a whole host of things. But ladies and gentlemen, look, if things like a mandatory vaccine were to occur, then if you're in a red state, now if you're not in a red state, you may have some problems with this, but if you're in a red state, if you're in a state at all, you know, hopefully your state could enact maybe some nullification, right? They say, you know, you can make the law, but we don't care. And oh, by the way, if you try to enforce it, we're going to arrest you type of thing. You know, if that, you know, that could happen, you know, it, there's going to be another, uh, another swing for not hashtag, not my president Biden type of stuff. On the right, the right are now going to be really angry. So th there may be some good things that come out of this. this the idea that why we need to have a, an election that t tends to, you know, swing one way or the other, or, you know, wh why do we have to have that? Why should it be where one tiny minority ideological group gets to win an election and tell the whole country how to vote? Things are like that. I mean... It, it draws into question a lot of this stuff. It gets those conversations going. It gets people talking about whether or not it, the, the way that it is today, whether it should be that way, and how can we fix it. And, I th and my answer is nullification, right? If you want to fix the problems, if you're afraid of Biden getting elected, the nullification is the answer, okay? You're going to need to nullify. You're going to need some cities, you know, maybe uh, if you're on this, the very, if you go down to the very most local level, your sheriff, right? Your sheriff uh, for the county could very well basically say that if you if you bring any feds on land, we're basically going to arrest them. I'm going to arrest them or something of that nature. I mean, this actually has happened in the past where um, I want to say it was like a dairy farmer. Uh, the fed kept just harassing this poor dairy farmer. You know, just he's, you know, I don't, I don't really even remember quite the story. It was years ago that I heard about it. But the dairy farmer, you know, the, 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 the fed kept coming down and harassing the dairy farmer, you know, about certain things the dairy farmer was or was not doing or whatever. And it was, it was really bothering him. So he went to the sheriff and the sheriff basically um, threatened them saying, you send anybody else down here and we're going to arrest them. And it stopped. It, it totally stopped. The sheriff is probably one of the most powerful political positions on the local level. So, you know, if you're looking for, you know, uh, local elections and stuff of that nature, then your sheriff, you know, you know, paying attention to your sheriff and, and writing to your sheriff or trying to do that kind of stuff can be a very, very, very good idea. That said, though, ladies and gentlemen, and before we go into, you know, anything else, one of the reasons I say that the sheriff is one of the most powerful, you know, political positions out there is because it doesn't really matter what kind of laws get passed on the state or the uh, the federal level. The sheriff can simply decide that he doesn't want to uphold it. Let's say that they say, OK, well, we're not going to do taxes anymore. We don't believe in the federal government represents us anymore, so the sheriffs no longer are going to collect taxes. They can say we're going to withhold taxes or something of that nature. So. You know, if they don't have an enforcement arm, then it doesn't matter what laws they pass, right? In Germany, when you look at Nazi Germany, all those many, many years ago, it seems like it was, you know, so far ago, it, it can never happen again. Trust me, it can. Look at the left. Look at the radicalism. It's very indicative of the Weimar Republic, ladies and gentlemen, right before Nazi Germany. But, but, but look at it this way. 
Okay, if the Nazis didn't have their not the SS, if they didn't have the Nazis to enforce all of their the, the laws and stuff like that, then the vast majority of laws would have been nullified by the people themselves who didn't approve of it. If you didn't have maybe the public themselves enforcing these laws, again, it wouldn't have been enforced. You need someone to force the laws. You need someone to with the use of force in order to enforce laws and uphold them. And if you lack that, then it doesn't really matter what your laws are. That said, though, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to, you know, ultimately fight this, if you don't want, if you're really truly scared about that kind of stuff, nullification is one of the best ways to handle it. But, you know, I don't really want to get into all, all of that. What I really just want to say is, ladies and gentlemen, look, in the end, I don't think it's going to be as bad as a lot of people say it would be. Maybe he doesn't even win. Maybe Trump comes up and ends up winning. I, I don't know. What I know is this. Even if Biden did win, we will all still find a way to survive. We will all still find a way to win. Because Why? Because winners win, ladies and gentlemen. I've said this many times on the show before. Winners win. And what does that mean? It sounds incredibly arrogant, right? Well, in reality, it just means that winners find ways to win no matter what the you know obstacles get thrown in their way no matter what winners find a way to win so that being said ladies and gentlemen it doesn't matter if biden does get elected he might throw some things in the mix that might make it difficult for you to accomplish your goals or for you to live a a, a, tr- a free life he might make it harder but in the end winners win so we're going to find a way to win even, no matter what happens, right? You know, I, I, I know I think I mentioned the story, uh, I don't know if it was the last episode or the epi- or maybe last week's episode, but there was a, you know, I was in church the other day and um, my, my pastor was talking about a story about a Russian guy who was, he was speaking out against the Soviet Union and whatnot, and he was, he was very much not in favor of the Soviet Union, uh, you know, as we can all imagine, and, uh, well, anyways, he was thrown into the goulages, right, and he was sleeping on a rotting bed of hay on basically cold concrete in the freezing winter in the goulages, and he was just worked to the bone, it was misery, it was awful, you would have thought, I mean, the guy had all, every ounce of freedom rejected from him. I mean, just imagine, probably not wearing anything warm, right? He's probably wearing just rags. Maybe the clothes that he had on him when he, when he was thrown in there, but probably no jacket, no nothing. Thrown into a concrete cell in Russia in wintertime. Very little food was being given to him. His body was probably becoming malnourished had to work very, very long, severe, hard labor all day long. And then when he goes to you know, rest for the evening in his jail cell, he's sleeping on rotting, gra- you know, just rotting hay. And probably not even a lot of it on concrete. Probably freezing, having a very hard time, probably even sleeping for that matter. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has, and I, I, unfortunately, I don't remember his name. It was Alex something or other. I don't remember the guy's name, but this man suffered. He had no freedoms, no freedoms whatsoever. He had, he didn't have the ability. He had no access to, to anything. He had no access to any kind of communications outside. 
He had no, no ability of making a business, of making a, 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 or anything of a sort. I mean, he had no way of, of taking control of the source of his income or, or, or getting out of the Soviet Union. He was caught, and honestly, he very well may have thought that he was going to die. Many people did. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? He found purpose, even in that desolate, you know, goulash, even in that area where just he, even in the midst of all the suffering, he found purpose. And he survived. And he eventually ended up writing a book. And you know what he said? He said something very, very, very interesting in that book. And he, he basically said that the jail cell, the prison goulash nourished his soul and that it was a blessing. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but that, that, that seems incredibly, incredibly hard to imagine. How can working in the goulages, right? How can working in the prison in Canada, how can that be you know, nourishing to your soul? How can that possibly be a blessing? You had every ounce of liberty stripped away from you. Every ounce. The only thing that was left was the, the skin on your body and, and ultimately, you know, your life. That was left. That was it. But he ultimately said that it, it gave him a new perspective on life in which he never would have had otherwise. So it was a terrible situation, absolutely, but it was eventually, it became a blessing because of the new perspective that he gave. Ladies and gentlemen, it may sound odd to you, but pain and suffering is one of the only ways that we as a, as a, as a human race actually learn. We're very, very stubborn people, <laughs> us humans. We're incredibly stubborn. We don't like to listen to people who tell us what to do or tell us how to think. We don't like to do that. You know, we're incredibly, incredibly stubborn. You know, I, I got people in my life that I absolutely love that just do things financially that I very much disagree with. And then when good advice is given to them financially, they totally throw it away and say, yeah, I don't want to do that. Why? Because I'd rather live this particular life. And I'm like, well, that life is stupid and you're a fool. But you know what? You're going to eat your poison one way or the other. So, okay, fine. We're very stubborn. We really are. But the fact of the matter, ladies and gentlemen, is that we learn through hard times. But everything happens. And again, the, you know, I'm going to be talking about my faith here, right? My Christian faith. We, you know, everything that happens to us happens because God allows it. We don't always know why. But everything that God allows, he allows it and ultimately, in the long run, it benefits and it glorifies God. It is to the glory of God. Everything that happens is for the glory of God. Doesn't mean that everything that happens in our life is good and positive and we like it, but everything that happens in the long run is for the glory of God. And ultimately, as well as his followers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but that's an incredibly powerful message. Now, again, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know, everything that happens is good. If Biden gets elected, is that good? No, you know, it's probably bad, right? It's probably not a positive thing that Biden gets elected. But ladies and gentlemen, even if that happens, know that God allowed it to happen. Know that in the end, there is purpose. There is a reason. And it's for the better, it's for the glory of God in the long run. 
okay? Now, hopefully we don't have to suffer much. Hopefully that's not going to be the case. You know, hopefully I'm right and, and ultimately our lives won't change too, too much. I, I, I don't know. What I do know, though, is that regardless of what happens, we will survive because we're winners. We're winners. And, if, and as such, we will find a way to win. You see, you know, when I say that everything's for the glory of God, you know, ultimately, look, God has such a long time horizon. He's looking out on, you know, in the future and sees how things have to play out, right? You know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I've actually uh, done a lot of studying in, in uh, revelations, end time prophecy stuff. You know, uh, when I was in college, I, I questioned my faith. And I didn't really know whether it was, uh, whether Christianity was real and whatnot. And, you know, eventually I had determined that, you know, whether it was or wasn't, I was going to believe it anyways, because I can't imagine my life without believing it. And eventually I even went even further than that. And I stated, and then I, I, I found, I, I found end time prophecy and I started studying and I started realizing that a lot of this is, is happening now, or we can see this playing out right now. Some of the stuff. We can see how it can actually work, whereas previously, you know, back during the time of the Roman era, they had no idea how any of that was really going to work. Now, because of technology, because of the internet, we can see a lot of the stuff that the Bible predicted. We can see how it's going to work, or at least we get a pretty dang good idea. But in the end, when you're reading end time prophecy, you know, basically God says that, you know, do not be afraid for all of this has to happen in order for Christ to return. And there's a lot of bad things. I don't know if you guys are aware of it. And, you know, if you're not a Christian, then, you know, maybe this message isn't going to land well with you. I don't know. But hey, you know, I am, this is my show. So you don't have to listen to this episode if you don't want to. Uh, I'm, I definitely don't consider myself to be a Bible beater by any stretch of the imagination. It's just, I wanted to talk about this because I wanted to offer up some some encouragement as to what a lot of people are, are being afraid of right now. But ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says, you know, to, to not worry because all this has to happen, you know, in order for Christ to return. And there's a lot of bad stuff that happens in Revelations. It talks about, uh, it alludes to the idea, m many people think it, it alludes to the idea of a one world government, effectively, and an antichrist who comes and, you know, unites the world under one banner, and then they start persecuting Christians and, you know, and, and, uh, and all kinds of terrible, terrible things. But ladies and gentlemen, look, regardless of what your beliefs are, it's not going to be the end of the world if Biden gets elected. Sure, you know, things are go might get harder. And there may become situations, we might have to deal with situations that are not desirable. And ultimately, we wish we didn't have to. But we will survive. We will survive. And you know what? We will find a way to win because we are winners. I remember I first heard this whole winners win story uh, from one of my mentors and he basically said he was he was working for you know some kind of contract firm out, out in the Middle East. He's kind of a mercenary and whatnot and he had very very highly specific skills and he was very valuable. He's making a lot of money but you know he was in the their, their little kitchen where they you know that they eat the meals in their little this little house on a complex and 
you know, it was it was one of those things where you know he was just eating, and and Fox News was on and everything, and he was and he was getting really mad at something that the Democrats were doing, or or maybe even something that the Republicans were doing. I don't know. He was just getting really, really, really angry at the time. My mentor at at that time he was a a very diehard you know right wing Republican, but uh, over time he eventually became more of a, a, a middle uh, you know more of a middle of the ground libertarian. But, you know, he, he remembers getting incredibly, incredibly angry at something that's going on on Fox News. He couldn't even remember what it was. So he says it wasn't, it must not have been that important if he couldn't even remember it. But then he, he noticed, and him and his buddies were talking about it, but he noticed this is this guy. You know, he knows this guy, and he, he's worked with him before, and he's over there just basically shoveling cereal into his mouth. Not really paying an ounce of attention or whatever. And so my mentor goes up to him, he's like, dude, doesn't this bother you? Like, don't you care? For a while, he's just continuing to shovel food in his mouth. He doesn't really offer much of a response at first. But he's like, do you, you know, he looks up to him. And he's like, no, no, I don't care. And he continues to just, again, eat his cereal. And of course, you know, my mentor being the young, kind of hot-headed guy he was, he's like, what do you mean you don't care? How can you not care? This affects everything, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, basically, the guy drops his spoon. Cereal and milk go everywhere. He's like, do you really want to know? Do you really want to know? And he looks at him. He's like, yeah, I want to know. And he thinks in this moment, you know, these guys are, you know, you know, my, my mentor, he was a former Marine. And this guy, I guess he served in the military as well. I mean, these are not, these are kind of like alpha male type of personalities. So, you know, it wouldn't be uncommon for a fight to break out. And that's exactly what my mentor thought was going to happen. He thought this guy was going to, you know, grab him by the neck or something across the table and, and throw him or whatever. I mean, he thought that it was going to go down. But, it, but that's not really what happened. What really happened was that he said, I don't care because I'm a winner. And winners win. He's like, I don't, I don't really care what they're going to do. I don't care what they do. They could do anything. I don't care. I'm going to find a way to win, you know, no matter what. You see, turns out this guy, you know, wasn't actually even there because he needed the money. He actually was quite the wealthy man. He had several businesses at home. He was there because he was, he was there for the adventure. He was there because he liked the environment. He liked the, 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 the fighting. He liked the war. He loved the adventure of it all. But he didn't even have to be there. Which is crazy because you would think that, you know, why would anyone be in the Middle East around that time and all this kind of stuff? I mean, it's just so dangerous. You could not come home. But, you know, I mean, hey, some people like that. But that whole story... When I heard it, yeah, it kind of sounded arrogant. You know, winners win and whatnot, you know. And, and almost just like my mentor, when I first heard the story, of course, my mentor explained it to me after he told it. So it made sense to me. But initially, hearing it sounded rather arrogant. And that's exactly how my mentor initially th thought of it, too. He was like, oh, whatever, man. You know, you're full of it. But when you really think about it, no. No. Those who end up becoming successful in life, those who end up winning in life, find a way to win no matter what. There are many people in this country and all around the world too that ultimately don't start off with a lot of money. Some of them start off very, very poor, very poor, and yet they grow up and, and despite all the adversity, they end up becoming unimaginably wealthy, so wealthy that they couldn't have even had pictured them being that wealthy when they were, when they were poor. Many of them grew up poor and they're new generation wealthy. They're the first generation in their family to ever achieve any kind of success. Ladies and gentlemen, that is still happening today. 
that still happens. New millionaires are created all the time, every year in this country and around the world too, not just in this country. Maybe not in every country, but it does happen. It happens all the time. We live in one of the greatest times of human history where it's never been easier to take control of the source of your income. It's never been easier to become wealthy. It's never been easier to, be, to actually achieve success in our lives. It's never been easier. Now, that's not to say that it's easy, right? It's difficult. It's hard. It's simple. It's not complex, but it's hard. Getting a following is not easy. Unless you've got a lot of money and you know how to do really good sales, copywriting, and all that kind of stuff, and you know how to do really good ads, you know, I mean, it, it takes a long time. If you don't have a skill, but you want to teach something on the internet, you got to go find a skill. Look, it takes, it can take a long time, and it's a lot of hard work. Now, granted, no, it's not equivalent to, say, someone, you know, doing roofs in the dead of summer when it's like triple digits in Texas. You know, it's not like that. Or digging ditches, again, in the triple-digit Texas summers. It's not equivalent to that kind of hard work, but it is hard work nonetheless. And it takes a lot of work and a lot, and it can take a lot of time. But it's never been easier. Consider what it was like before the internet. You wanted to do a business, in most cases, you had to have a brick-and-mortar store. That was incredibly expensive. If you wanted to do a business, there was very few things that you could do right off the bat with very little money. Whereas online, internet-based business, you can do it with very, very minimum investment of your own money. You don't have to be like me that was stupid and paid almost three grand, actually over $3,000 for to, to, have a, to do a website, okay? I, I, I shelled out a lot of money for a website that is now, I mean, I, I man, I'm having a hard time even working with it. The plugin I was using to post my, my podcast episodes there doesn't even work anymore with the new version of WordPress and yeah, having some issues with it. I, I need to eventually fix it, but I just, I've been so busy with everything else, just haven't gotten around to it. You don't have to do what I did, right? And in, the, in hindsight, I, I almost wish I hadn't. You know, you don't even need a website when you get when you get started. And when you do create one, you can do one totally for free. But look, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, it's never been easier. I mean, you could literally start this whole online business thing for very, very little money. You know, I'm not going to say totally for free because, you know, if you're going to do a podcast, you at least need to buy a mic. I guess you could use your phone's mic if you wanted to start out that way. You know, that that's not, you know, bad. And then, of course, you know, you need some kind of uh, audio editing software. But again, there are free versions uh, of, you know, software that you can get doing that too. But look, it, it, without going into the details, the fact of the matter is that the amount of investment you need to do an internet-based business is, it, it's not a lot. Whereas before the internet, before all this wondrous technology, it was really hard. You literally, literally, you had to, to do a brick-and-mortar store. You had to invest a lot of money in products, in inventory. When it came to advertising, you were looking to advertise locally. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's never been easier to, to become financially free than it is today. And regardless of what happens, if you want to be a winner, 
then you've got to find a way to win no matter what life throws at you. You got to say, I don't care, world. I don't care. I'm going to win anyways. Every roadblock you put up, I'm going to jump over. I'm going to go around. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to dig under that wall. I'm going to scale it. It doesn't matter. And ladies and gentlemen, I would highly encourage you to focus on that. To understand that you control your life. Yeah, and I do believe that things happen that we cannot control, okay? There are things that happen that we have no control over. I I totally understand that. I totally get that. And I agree with that. But in the end, we choose how we react. And how we react largely affects how everything plays out for us. You react poorly, then you're going to make the situation way worse. And and, And possibly... If the situation is bad enough to where something, you know, if you lost a job or whatever and you got to recover, if you make poor choices, it's going to make the situation that much worse. You won't have savings to fall on. You, 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 you'll have tons of debt, have to declare, you know, bankruptcy, default on all of it. Not a pretty sight. Look, I, I know that you guys have heard this story before, but, but I think it's very important. Look, I mean, I've lived through an eviction. I know what it's like. I'm speaking from experience here. It was awful. You know, I remember, you know, my wife and I had just been married. We were living with some friends and the, the husband, uh, the, the, the couple that we were friends with, the husband ended up lost, losing his job and over and they tried to survive as much as they could. You know, they were both, they were a dual income family. They were both working. The husband got another job back, but it didn't pay as much. You know, he got downsized basically. And for years, it was a struggle to survive. They were allowing us to live there and we were helping them with utility bills that they just didn't have the money for. It was tight. It was really tight. The real estate market collapsed. They couldn't sell the house, which is something they tried to do for a long time. Never worked. No one wanted to buy it. They were underwater. Eventually, crap ended up hitting the fan and foreclosure ensued as well as an eviction while my wife and I were living there. Again, we were, we were had, gosh, I don't even remember if we'd been married a year at that point. I think maybe a year. We hadn't been married for very long. Living through an eviction. You know, my wife and I, we were working part-time jobs trying to survive. My wife was interviewing with, with the corporations in the area, trying to get a full-time position and everything. That's why we had to live with friends. Ladies and gentlemen, it was not easy. And, and, and when the eviction happened, all of our stuff was out on the front yard. We were kind of living in this, uh, you know, they had a formal dining room and a formal living room um, and whatnot. It was a pretty big house, right? So all of our stuff was already kind of positioned in the front, in the front of the house. So when the eviction came, all of our furniture, everything was just tossed out on the front yard. Neighbors drove by. Gawked, asked what was happening. Oh my gosh, I feel so bad. Clearly not bad enough because they didn't even stop to help. They just stopped to gawk and then drove on. Can you imagine how embarrassing that was? How shameful that was? Can you imagine what my friends felt? I mean, their stuff was out of the front yard, the backyard. It was not a pleasant experience. Many items got lost. They had a whole bunch of toys for their kids and stuff. A lot of those toys got lost. Never found them. Just disappeared. A lot of stuff happened that way. But you know what? In the end, we all survived. 
We persevered. We got jobs again. Found other people to live with. Uh, my wife, uh, fortunately, did finally end up getting a, a contract position, a full-time job. And we were able to get out on our own in our, in our first apartment. But imagine going through that, having everything out on the front lawn, back lawn, neighbors gawking. They're being rough with your stuff. They're, they're damaging your furniture. Ladies and gentlemen, it was nothing that I wish on anybody. But yes, it was, I do look at it as a blessing in disguise. If that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. I wouldn't even be in the mindset. I wouldn't be, be view, I wouldn't have found the mentors that I found. I wouldn't be on the path, the journey that I'm on today. If that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have even been open to the idea more than likely. Ladies and gentlemen, I know what it's like though. And I can tell you that, that you will survive. It's not the end of the world. My friend, even though, you know, the eviction wasn't happening to us and hitting our credit score and whatnot, my friend, you know, they, again, they, they, they survived. They got jobs, they got houses, they got a house again. Had a house for quite some time now. They recovered. They recovered. You know, and this kind of uh, really is a good point where I can segue into a story that something that that's already happened to me and my wife uh, this year, and it's been very, very difficult. I've been holding off telling you guys because I wanted to know, I wanted to wait until uh, the sting of it all and the pain of it all was was kind of uh, subsided a bit and whatnot, and we had more of an answer as to what was going on. And uh, so I hadn't, I wasn't, I hadn't told you guys right away, and and but you know, I'm gonna tell you. But before I do. Let's do some affiliate programs. I know, <laughs> I know you guys are, are, are out there wanting to become financially free, right? I mean, I would hope if you're here, that's the mission, right? The idea is you want to become financially free. You want to take control over the source of your income, but you don't really know what you want to do. How do you want to become financially free is always the question. What do I want to do? Well, first and foremost, I encourage you, if that's that's you, you need to sit down and you need to think of what your perfect day, if you had to, working-wise, right? If you had to work, you had to have a career, what does your perfect day look like? And I would highly encourage you to sit down. But if you don't know what you want to do, ladies and gentlemen, look, I think you need to go to Skillshare, take some courses, get some skills learned, get some experiences in there so that you guys can kind of figure out what it is that you want to do with regards to your business, whether you want to do information marketing, selling, you know, courses, whether you want to do Forex trading, options trading, futures trading, you know, whether you want to do photography, coding, whatever, the, Skillshare's got tons, thousands of high quality courses that you guys can go and get involved with. And ladies and gentlemen, they're giving you guys two weeks for free, which is great. You could test it out for two weeks, see what you think. And if you like it, you can just let it renew and let the subscription go. If you don't, you know, you don't have to do that. But look, it's it's really not that expensive, guys. It's like dirt cheap, okay? It's like maybe $99 for like the whole year. That's what I'm paying. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's absolutely great. I love these guys. I use them all the time. I've used them for, like, YouTube ads, uh, you know, website design. I've used them for email copywriting, all kinds of great stuff. You know, I got tons of courses on my list there that I always want to go through and, and take just because I'm interested, you know, <laughs> but I have to be honest. At this point, you know, I'm just tr struggling to find the time to do it, but... That said, they've got loads upon loads of great high-quality courses. I highly encourage 
that if you're loving this idea of becoming financially free, that you guys go try to figure out what you want to do and, and ultimately head over there and, and look at this, the courses that they got available. Look at what that's out there and, and learn a new skill. You know, if you don't know what you want to do, it's, it's a good idea. And even if you do know what you want to do, whether we are in good economic times or bad, ladies and gentlemen, you need to have a good skill. You need to be constantly keeping your skills relevant. Skillshare is a great way to do that. So if you guys are interested in that, go check them out. I'll put the link in the description below. And then, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to become a Forex trader, you're interested in the Forex trading option. Many of you may have actually heard of Forex trading. You want to know more about it and you want to become a consistently profitable Forex trader. Look, it's one of the best ways of becoming financially free in my most humble opinion because you don't have to uh, sell a product or service to anybody. Basically, what all you got to do is you got to come up with a strategy and then you got to prove that strategy over historical data and on live data and then you could trade that strategy in the markets and you can make money constantly putting your money in getting more money out putting your money in getting more money out i'm not going to say you're going you're not going to lose you are absolutely going to lose that's just that's just the nature of the beast but if you have a strategy that tested positively had a positive expectancy is what we call it in the trading community if it had a positive expectancy, then ultimately that means that your strategy wins more than it loses or it loses more than it wins, but it wins so much that it makes, it makes up for all the losses. And really what you just need is you need a strategy that can continue to grow your equity curve, the amount of money that you have in any kind of account. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in that, Okay. If you're interested in being independent and wanting to know how to trade again, it's, it's a business. You treat it like a business, but you don't have to sell products and services to anyone. That's one of the best parts about Forex trading. You can do it totally on your own, on your own time. You can learn at your own pace, right? It's great stuff. It's absolutely amazing. I love it. I'm on my journey to becoming a consistently profitable Forex trader right now. You know, I've made money in the options trading market using the very techniques that I was taught for Forex trading, because in the end, it's applicable to all the markets that are around there. But guys, if you're interested in this, go check out tier one trading. Ladies and gentlemen, tier one trading is the number one trading coaching platform in my personal opinion. Guys like Akil Stokes, Jason Graystone, Charles Miles, they're absolutely amazing. They're not going to turn you down the wrong path. They're going to teach you advanced pattern recognition, technical analysis. They're going to teach you how to do, how to create your own trading strategy, how to backtest and forward test that strategy. They're going to teach you money management. Guys, there's so much stuff that they're going to teach you. It's absolutely amazing. So go check them out. If you're interested in becoming financially free through Forex trading, then go check them out. They're a great place to go. They're not going to turn you down the wrong path. Like I said already, they're absolutely amazing. Go check them out. It's great stuff. And last but but not least, look, we talk about inflation all the time on the show, right? I even did an episode called Your Friends Are Wrong About Inflation. You know, surprisingly, Tom Woods doesn't have a, a book titled that. I'm, I'm actually shocked that he doesn't, but you know, whatever. Anyways, yeah, I talk, we talk about inflation all the time. And just for you guys who don't know, if you, if you are unaware of who Tom Woods is, he's an absolutely amazing anarcho-capitalist libertarian, and he's, he's very, very great. He's a wonderful guy. And, you know, Tom Woods ha always makes these books, like, your friends are wrong about whatever. And, you know, he fill in the blank and he has tons of books like that. So, you know, I'm just surprised he doesn't have one about inflation or at least he doesn't yet. But anyways, that said, ladies and gentlemen, look, inflation is something that's good. It's a part of our life. It's going to continue in the future. 
you know, inflation is constantly, you know, leaking out of, of the stock market, the bond market, which is where the bulk of the inflation has been. And in the end, ladies and gentlemen, the Federal Reserve is even talking about making inflation even worse. They're talking about creating this app where every, every citizen has one. And then ultimately they're going to fill these apps with what they call unemployment bonds. And when unemployment ticks up a certain percentage point, they basically fund the bonds and send them directly to your bank account. And you know what? They're going to do this with people who don't know how to manage their finances, who consume far more than they make. And they have, and people who very well probably have a poverty mentality, right? You know, that they think that, oh, they're always focusing on all the things that are going wrong and, and things of that nature in their life. And it's never my fault. It can never be my fault. It's always somebody else's fault, right? And ultimately, uh, you know, I, I want to buy this because I deserve it. I deserve it. That's the poverty mentality. Always focusing on the external focus of control. Always focusing on outside sources they have no control over and on the things they have control over, they make poor decisions. But when the government in injects money into the hands of these people, what do you think they're going to do with it? Think they're going to invest it? No. No, they're going to spend it. Some of them are going to spend it on, on normal everyday expenses that most people have. Some people are going to spend it on crap that they don't need. Either way, they're going to spend it. And when they do, when all that money starts to get injected into the economy, it's going to cause a lot of monetary devaluation. It's going to cause a lot of general increase in prices all around us. It's not going to be a positive thing, ladies and gentlemen. It just isn't. It just isn't. The Federal Reserve has it in their head that they think that inflation leads to economic growth. They have it in their head thinking that that's exactly what they need to do. And there's a strong political incentive for them to do it because the politicians know that with an inflated currency, it'll be easier to pay off all the debt that they have. So ladies and gentlemen, it's inevitable that this is going to happen one way or the other. Now, I don't know if the feds, when the feds going to do this, they probably, they're talking about doing it right now. That's usually how it starts. They start talking about it, that type of thing. And then eventually a couple years later, if you're, if you're lucky, you got a couple years, sometimes it's a couple months later, they enact it, right? They start laying the groundwork. If they see a, 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 an economic catastrophe coming down the line, they lay, they start laying the economic groundwork for the next one. That's what they do. So they're talking about it. It's not a good sign. It's usually a heads up that that's something they're probably going to end up doing. If that happens, ladies and gentlemen, look, our money is going to be devalued in ways we haven't seen in a long time. This country hasn't seen in a long time. So what can you do about it? Sounds all depressing. Actually, there's some stuff you can do that's very, very helpful. You don't need to be depressed about it. You don't need to worry too, too much. You need to put your money in assets that are going to rise with the general increase in prices. They're going to they're going to rise with inflation, okay? So you need to have money in, in assets that do that. Now, uh, you got a whole list of options that you can do. You can do real estate, cryptocurrencies, precious metals. You could do stocks, you could do bonds. I think the things that are physical are better, things that you actually can physically touch, things that you own and you actually personally have on you in your house. These are things that will rise with inflation. These are things that will maintain their value. And here's the thing. Here's my personal opinion on it. Cryptocurrency is cool. I'm, I'm doing tons of research into cryptocurrency. I want to own some Bitcoin or at least fractions of Bitcoin. Well, I can't even afford one coin right now. I don't have that kind of money lying around, but there's Ethereum. There's all kinds of cool cryptocurrencies, but you, you know, what's the problem with them? Well, first and foremost, they're expensive, right? Crypt, uh, Bitcoin is very expensive. And second of all, they're very 
complicated. Not a lot of people understand what, how they work. Not a lot of people understand things about them and everything. So it's not something that the vast majority of people are going to want to get involved with, just if nothing else, due to how complicated they can be. Well, okay, so then you got real estate. Well, real estate is not complicated. It's very simplistic to understand. It's very easy to understand. You know, you own a property to flip the property, uh, you know, force appreciate the property's value, or maybe you own it for rental purposes, but real estate's expensive. Very few people can get involved in it. So what do you do? Well, I've heard of people say you could buy cigarettes, you could buy canned goods, you know, apocalyptic type stuff, or you could buy precious metals. You know, if you're not of the prepper mentality, precious metals is a very good one. Yes, you're right. If the financial system collapses, I don't know how effective precious metals are going to be, but I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I don't know. And if, if you are concerned about that, yeah, consider things like cigarettes, things that people will pay for, right? You know, canned goods, stuff of that nature, consider stuff like that. But if you're not of that mentality, and even if you are, it may not hurt to have some precious metals on hand. And you, yeah, there's expensive precious metals like gold, platinum, palladium, rhodium, but you got silver. And silver is inexpensive. Silver, dare I say, is cheap. Okay? The vast majority of people can get involved in silver. Okay? You can either buy fractions of an ounce with regards to gold. You could do that too. You can buy, you know, uh, an ounce of silver. It's not that expensive. I've spent anywhere from 30 to 60 bucks on a, on a one ounce silver coin. I tend to like the bullions personally, the ones that are from sovereign mints that actually are legal tender in their respective countries and whatnot. They have a bit more of a collector's value to them so that you are going to pay a bigger, a, a lot more of a premium than just what the silver is worth. But they are really great. They're really cool. I like to collect them from all different countries around the world. I think they're awesome. You can buy rounds they, that come from private mints and they're not legal tender currency or anything, but they, they do are a lot closer to the actual value of silver. And whatnot. But look, silver is one of the best ways, one of the cheapest ways, one of the easiest ways. In my most humble opinion, and this is not financial advice. If you want financial advice, go find a licensed professional. This is not financial advice, okay? But I love silver. I think it's great. If you're looking for a hedge against inflation, silver is a great way to do it, okay? It doesn't rise perfectly with inflation, but it does rise with inflation, and that's ultimately what you want. So if you're interested in, in ultimately getting that insurance policy, that's kind of how I view it. I don't view it so much as an investment, although it can be used for that purpose, but I, I view it as an insurance policy, as a way of protecting my money, as a way of protecting the wealth that I've spent a long time creating. So ladies and gentlemen, if that sounds interesting to you guys, then go check out Money Metals Exchange. Guys, Money Metals Exchange is going to give you a free coin, a free silver coin. If you're interested in this, if you are a new customer, ladies and gentlemen, you go to Money Metals Exchange, you buy a coin, mention my name, and we will both get free coins. It's absolutely amazing. It's a great way to start that silver portfolio. You know, and again, this is only for new customers. So if you have done that before, if you've bought stuff with Money Metals Exchange, then continue to buy from them. They're great. They're one of my favorite places to buy silver coins and precious metals from. But if you want that free coin, you have to be a new customer. So guys, if you're interested, you want to get that jump start, you want to get that extra coin. It's great. It's good stuff. Then go check out Money Metals Exchange. Again, I'll put the link in the, the show notes below. This link is not an affiliate link, okay? So if you want to get the new coin or the free coin, then what you got to do is you actually have to go to Money Metals Exchange. You got to mention my name when you're purchasing. You'll mention that you were referred by me and we'll both get free coins. So the, the link is just a normal link that just sends you to the website, all right? So 
If you're interested in that and you think you're going to get a lot of value out of that, you want to do something like that, you think that's cool, then hey, go go get involved with it. Go check it out and uh, we'll both benefit. I love deals like that where we both benefit. It's absolutely great. So that said, let's go ahead and finish up this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, so I was going to tell you about something that happened with us, you know, this year and whatnot. And well, what happened was we lost my wife's job. You know, I'm a stay-at-home dad. I take care of my daughter and I work on my business. Uh, My business is not making anywhere near enough money to take over the finances or to be a primary source of income. It's just not yet. It's still very much in its infancy, right? Well, now she lost her job. The company she was working with just decided to lay her off and whatnot. And uh, due to all the COVID-19 stuff, all the lockdowns, lack of demand for the product that the company was providing, all all kinds of stuff. It it hit us kind of hard, really. Really did. But... Thankfully, we set ourselves up right. We made good decisions before we lost her job. We knew that there was a possibility that it was coming. So we started prepping ourselves. You know, we we have a, a, a rule. We hate debt. We're trying to kill off our debt. We have been able to kill off a lot of debt over the years. And we knew that, you know, we could cut expenses down really, really low if we if we live with friends or family members. We could cut our expenses down really, really low, and we can live pretty much on part-time gigs if we have to. And the reason I tell you this is not because I want to brag that we managed our, our finances correctly or anything of the sort. No, it has nothing to do with that. Remember what I said at the beginning of the episode, that there are things in life we can't control, but we can choose how we react. And if we react positively in a good way... That can really, really pay dividends down the road. That can really help us. That can make the situation not as bad. And that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to use my own life as an example for you. That's what's happened. Lost our job. Paid off a lot of expenses. You know, a lot of debt. Worst comes to worst and no full-time job was available. We could, we could live off part-time work if we had to. We could move in with friends or family. We could make it work. Ladies and gentlemen, how you respond to things is incredibly important. I know we started talking about the election and whether Biden was going to win at the beginning of all this, at the beginning of this episode. The point is, is that, you know, the, the, the correct response is not to get out on social media and start arguing with your left-leaning friends or family members. You're not going to change their minds. Okay? You're not going to convert them over. They don't want to be converted. So no matter what you say, even if it's absolutely right, it doesn't matter. They're not going to see it your way. Ladies and gentlemen, the thing that you need to do is that regardless of what happens, we're not going to be able to control what happens, but we're going to be able to control how we react. And the appropriate way to react is to to look to our finances, to manage them appropriately, increase your cash flow, try to get rid of debt if you can do it. I don't know. Evaluate your own situation. I can't give you, not giving you financial advice or anything. I, I'm not, <laughs> that's not what I'm doing here. But look, look at your own situation. Try to increase cash flow as best you can. That's what me and my wife have done. And that's what we're always doing. And ladies and gentlemen, then try to take control of the source of your income. Stop focusing on politics. Stop focusing on who wins. Guys, the deep state is there. Okay. The deep state is alive and well. 
What is the deep state? For those of you guys who may not be aware of, the deep state are basically politicians who are not elected. They're effectively appointed and they have a very low turnover rate in the in the government. They don't leave. They're, they're not in and out of government that much. They pretty much have made government a career and they're almost in it for life. Now, and when they jump out of government, they can jump onto boards of really high-end corporations and then they can jump back into government and stuff of that nature. But there are many politicians and bureaucrats who've been in, in government, regardless of which administration's in power, regardless of which president, you can see certain politicians who have been there during the Bush administration, during the Obama administration, during the Trump administration. And these people, because they've been in government for so long, they have amassed a massive amount of power. Now, people call this the deep state, okay? I don't, I, this is just the nature of government. It's just the state. It's just how the state works, right? But these people are who truly define the direction in which the government goes. And they get in bed with big corporations and all kinds of stuff. It's not really the elected officials. And even like in, in the episode that I just did uh, previously, go back and listen to that if you haven't done so. You know, even in that, we talked about a, 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 an article from the Mises Institute by Ryan McMakin that basically said that even your representatives don't actually represent you. They don't really represent you. Whoever you elect is basically going to represent their own ideology and that's it. They're not going to be, you know, representing you. They're not even incentivized to, to represent you and to vote on your behalf. The very idea of representative government is largely a myth. It doesn't really exist. So stop focusing on it. Start focusing on yourself. Focus on your personal finances. Focus on inc increasing that cash flow. Focus on taking control over the source of your income. Focus on the things that you can control. Can't control politics. Even if you vote, not going to matter. I don't mean to be depressing, not going to matter. Focus on yourself. We are the masters of our fate. We are the captains of our soul. We define where our life goes. Okay? Sure, things happen in our life that we cannot control. But if we react appropriately, if we react correctly, with right thinking, with a right mindset, we can recover. We might even be able to come out ahead of where we started. So ladies and gentlemen, take my story into account. Learn from me. Bad stuff happened. And you know what? My wife, I don't know what's going to happen. My wife could lose a job again. This job that she's got right now, she could lose that. She could also lose that job. I mean, what would that be like? Losing two jobs in a row? That'd be awful. It could happen. Totally could happen. So ladies and gentlemen, we can't always control the stuff that that happens. We can't control whether Biden's going to cheat himself into office or or whatnot. We can't control who's going to win. But what we can do is we can control our reaction to it. And the reaction is to stop wasting your life away on social media, arguing with people who you're not going to change their minds. And the reaction that you should have is to focus on you, your family, focus on becoming financially free, focus on taking control of the source of your income. And again, financial freedom is not just about having a business. Financial freedom is also becoming debt-free, controlling your finances as well. There's a, it's, it's a flip side to the same coin, you know, controlling the source of your income and then controlling your income and not letting it control you. You let it control you, you spend every dime and it flows right back into the, the rich and the wealthy's hands, right back into the people that know how to get you to buy their stuff, buy their products and services. 
look, you need to pay yourself. Okay. Whether that's 5%, whether that's 10%, you need to be paying yourself. You need to be having, you know, a savings account of some kind. I mean, you need to build up your wealth. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you can react positively to the negative things that happen. And this is the ultimate message of this, of this whole show. I wanted to be uplifting. I didn't want it to be depressing. I wanted it to be uplifting. I wanted it to be an example and to inspire you to know that no matter what comes 2021, whether it's Trump, whether it's Biden, whether this virus goes away. I mean, I, I was wrong with that. I thought the virus was going to go away around the time of the election. I still think the virus is going to go away, but I, I was wrong with regards to the timing of it all. Heck, I was wrong with regards to the stimulus package too. I thought the stimulus package was going to come before the election. No, for whatever reason, they've, stayed, they've held that off. I, I don't know why, but they have. I still think a stimulus package is going to happen. But I was wrong with the timing. And that's, that's, the, the, that's the hard thing. Timing is really the, the difficult aspect. But look, regardless of what happens coming down the line, whether we predict, predict it accurately or not, we can position ourselves today to better be able to, to handle those situations better, to be able to handle those situa situations well. And when those situations happen to us, because we prepared, we'll be better off. Because we reacted appropriately with right thinking, we'll be better off and we'll recover and we'll be okay and we'll survive. So ladies and gentlemen, ultimately your life is in your hands, okay? You choose where your life goes. Yes, things happen we can't control, but you can choose your reaction, which ultimately will determine the direction your life will continue to head in regardless of what happens to us. So ladies and gentlemen, you're in control. It's your choice. It's in your hands. What are you going to do with your life? You're going to sit there, complain, argue with some, you know, random person on the internet, maybe a family member, a friend, or are you going to take control of the source of your income? Or are you going to focus and control your finances and start improving your life in a way that you never thought was possible before? It's up to you totally up to you. It's your choice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be the end of the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good one. You know, we didn't really read any articles today, but that's okay. You know, we don't read articles in every single episode and whatnot. And look, I, I would like to just say this before I start, you know, closing out the episode, ladies and gentlemen, the world will recover. Everything will get better. Okay. You know, have faith. It will get better. You know, I highly encourage that if you are a Christian, if you are religious in that sense, then pray. Pray to God to, to calm your nerves, to give you faith. Pray daily. Pray often, as much as you can. I know it's hard. I mean, I, I try to pray daily. I pray daily, but I don't pray, pray as often as I think I should. You can never pray enough, okay? So pray and have faith. Just have faith that it's going to work out. But don't just dig your head in the sand after you do that. Make sure you're taking action. Educate yourself. Increase your human capital and then take action. Okay? Knowledge alone is not going to do you any good. Action alone is not going to do you any good. They're two sides of the same coin. Knowledge and then action. So get started on that. All right? So guys, hey. If you like this episode, make sure to like and follow slash subscribe wherever you are, whether you are on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Parler, 
wherever. Make sure to follow me. Make sure to like me. If you're enjoying this, make sure to share the show. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, if you want to support me, that's one of the best ways that you could do it. Go share the show. Get this message of financial freedom out there. Get this message of financial empowerment out there and controlling the source of our income and our destinies. Get this message out there. If you like it, if you're getting value out of this, if this is nourishing for you, then don't be selfish. Share it with somebody else. Odds are, if you like it, other people are going to like it too. So please share it. Get out there. If you're on Parler, hit that share button. You're on Twitter, hit that share button. Wherever you are, make sure to hit the share button. So ladies and gentlemen, that said, there's two other ways that you can help support what I'm doing. If you're liking what I'm doing, there's two ways. First way is that you can leave me a rating and review on iTunes, okay? That helps my show get on the map. That helps us get on the rankings on iTunes and it helps get the show more visible. So if you want to do something for the show, you want to help me grow the show, you like the message, you like the show overall, then please go give me a rating review on iTunes. And then secondly, you can donate to the show. We now have the ability to accept donations. If you guys love what I'm doing, you want to contribute to the show, you want to allow me to continue to come in and continue to produce this content and this value for you guys, you also want to be help me to spread this message of financial freedom, then please consider giving a donation to the show. It's a great way to support the show as well. You know, whatever you think it's worth, whether it's a dollar, five dollars, whatever, whatever you think it's worth, please consider giving a donation. It really does help us out here. It helps me continue to come in here, spread this message, and, and also to, uh, you know, uh, be able to produce this great content for you guys. So, hey, if you guys do all that for me, I'll see you guys in the next episode. As always, know the risks, plan accordingly, and have a great day.